The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. You may not recognize Brian. He has glasses on. It's kind of weird. He's got a whole disguise now. He's like Clark Kent. I can read the TV in front of me now. Look at me. I'm Superman. So when we talk <laughs> about news articles, I can actually read them. <laughs> but he yeah, because he didn't do it he before. He didn't read them ahead of time. He's That's because I couldn't see them. <laughs> He's got to read them on the spot. <laughs> All right, we've got some listener feedback, some game news, and then we're going to jump into Rainbow Six Siege Year 4 and the state of the game. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Yeah. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. D- gmail.com. Dot com. <laughs> dot com. Hmm. Uh, I'll buy the dot com, too. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, thanks to Jason K. and Gojo for the contributions to the Patreon. We appreciate that. Yes. Alex, bumpers for the network. Yes. Uh, Horror Movie Yearbook, they just put out a Blumhouse bracket. Blumhouse is a production company that has put out several big horror movies. Uh, they do it for very cheap. And they do a good job with it. So they're talking about such movies as Get Out, uh, Cam, Hush, Oculus, The Gift, Creep, Insidious, Dark Skies, Upgrade, The Belco Experiment, Halloween 2018, Happy Death Day, Split, The Visit, Sinister, and Paranormal Activity. Find out what makes it to their final four. Those aren't all the same movie? No, they're not. No. They're all, but they're all but they're all made by Blumhouse. And, Is it Blumhouse uh, or Blumhouse? I think it's Blumhouse. It's spelled like Blumhouse. B L U M, right? I mean, some people pronounce that bloom, bloom. too. But anyway, uh, oh, check it out. Horrormovieyearbook.com. Do it. And uh, give it a listen. Do you eat blooms yeah. instead of plums? Or plumes? Sorry. Oh, my God. This isn't this isn't Dr. glasses yeah, have yeah, gone yeah. straight to his head. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite literally He's now on a linguist. Uh, are, we, are we doing uh, feedback? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Clark, listener Clark, sent us an email. He says, hi, I'm a fan of the show and just wanted to possibly give hope for Anthem. I understand that EA is not a merciful company when it comes to failing games, but I do have an example of a time recently when they did hold a hold on a help. I can't. I should have edited this better. Uh when they did help support a game, that being Battlefront 2, I've been playing Battlefront 2 since launch, and recently EA has basically relaunched the game and continued supporting it, albeit slowly, despite the fact that it was critical, critically panned and that also that they're probably losing money on it. Let's just hope Anthem is a Rainbow Six for Honor or a Battlefront 2. Love the show. Clark. Clark, thanks for the feedback, man. Thank you, Clark. Yeah, I think I tried to touch on that. I don't know how successful I was. I didn't go back and listen to it, but the only concern there is that like Star Wars is a thing that they licensed from Disney, and they might have obligations to carry that one out. Yeah, there is but probably some kind I, of contract. I honestly think they will They will give Anthem some time. I don't know how long it'll be. It might be through E3. It could I mean, be for a full year. They've invested um, a lot of money in Bioware, I'm sure, so yeah, you yeah. don't want to give so, up on them. I mean, they, and, Well, and the fact that they actually have like a roadmap this time yeah. shows that they are planning on supporting it at least for the next year. They thought ahead for some time, at least. So it, I think it would be pretty shocking for them to come out and be like, uh, no, this sold so little that we'll never... No, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But, 
I agree. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it has some time to grow some legs. Indeed. So yeah, Clark, we kind of have hope too. We do, sort of. Have any of you? You guys haven't finished it yet. Have We're going to go into what we've been playing. I, I finished Anthem last night. You finished? Okay, oh, so really? you finished the story. I just finished the story. Yes. I haven't um, played it since we talked about it. <laughs> so, um, I thought the ending was a little abrupt. Uh. But I thought it was good, and like by the time I got to the end, I feel like it had really grown into like okay, I see where this is a Bioware story. I get why this is all like it's all coming together and 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 starting to do cool things, and I like that. I know that the end boss fight is becomes like a stronghold later on, and I haven't done or after you finish the game, it's a stronghold that you can go back and do. Okay. Um, I haven't done any of the other strongholds, so I feel like those might be cool too because I like some of the mechanics that they kind of mix into that fight in the end. Um, but no, I, I had a pretty good time with it overall, and I'm excited for more. I don't really <laughs> I say that, but I also canceled my Origin premiere because I'm just going to wait and see how the next month or two goes story-wise. When the game drops to $20, and then you'll pick it up? Or, I mean, if that happens, then I might do it. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if they are going to be meeting out little bits of story over the next couple weeks, like the the roadmap kind of implies that they're going to do, then, um, you know, I'll wait and see how you feel about it and, and how other people feel about it. Maybe I'll pop in when there's, like, a two months worth or three months worth of stuff for me to run through rather than paying 15 bucks all hopefully you can go back and play previous month's stuff yeah but i don't who knows how that's gonna work so um but no i i think i think the game is getting a pretty raw deal um but that's because expect uh, expectations were high and and people wanted to love it and um and they're already making improvements. Like, you can hop into Fort Tarsus now, and you just hold down R to go straight to launching a mission. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Which is something small, but also gets you back into the action faster. And it's really weird, because if you're in a party, that's a thing that you do, too. Like, they, they kind of had that up there in the first place, but now it's just always there in Fort Tarsus. Like, you can hold R and go straight into the mission launching screen. Yeah. Which I think is... Good. So you don't have to walk and over to wherever. The no, yeah, you don't have to walk over to are. your javelin. You that's just cool. you just hold down R and then you can select the mission and go. And that's great. That's a great quality of life improvement. So I hope they keep making those and and you know we'll see where it's at in another couple of weeks or months. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say, and, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler by any means, but I think the abruptness of that ending is just due to the fact that you literally don't deal the killing blow, like. That that to me took me out of the game, and I was like, that kind of sucked. Like I would have really been, I would have really liked to have been that like person doing mm. that. Thanks for spoiling it for it me. It doesn't it doesn't spoil the story Jeez. at all. It's I guess just, I don't need to play through it now. You weren't going to do it anyway, so. Well, and I feel like I'm starting to get a better grip on what the heart of rage is and what the cenotaph is, and like I I start to know what these like vocabulary words are now. Yeah. Uh, which, if I knew how to read, then I could go through the cortex and probably learn that stuff. But I haven't. So, um, but by the, by the end of that mission, even the fight—I don't know if it was just because I I did that final mission. It was only me and one other like level thirty dude. Yeah. Maybe he like 
let his alt go and like finished the fight or got the life bar to where it needed to go. But it just it needs to get to that one point and then all of a sudden like it's over. Like okay. it, you don't even get to run it to zero, which is kind of like I felt unsatisfied by that. But it wasn't to the point where I didn't want to play anymore. Like I just wanted to keep playing. I started just doing the random missions and things that I didn't really do like during gameplay because I like playing the game. Like it's fun physically to play. Yeah. So. Um, I did find I have a couple guns that I really like, and the more you use them, you unlock challenges for the guns, um, and then you start unlocking like higher level versions of them to craft, which is cool. Okay, I dig that because then I can just keep leveling up the guns that I like. I don't have to worry about like finding new guns have at you higher levels. Any guns like the pre-order bonus one that are like named differently and have? No, I don't have any legendaries yet. Those I are just, legendaries, or are they? Or the, they're like epics or something. Masterwork like that. or something like. Not, I, I haven't had any masterworks yet. Okay. I'm not. I'm only right now. The guns that I like, I'm getting into the point where I can make them purple. What level did you finish at? Twenty-three. Okay, I've. I think I finished it at level fourteen. Which yeah. is weird to me that you can finish the game on such a wide... Like, I've heard people anywhere from 25 down to, like, 11. But yeah. I think I was up to level 9. I wonder how far away I am. I still only have two it. javelins, and I've, I completed Oh, yeah, game. I have two. But, yeah. um, and I've really only played as the Storm at this point. But, um, yeah, no, I, I do want to go back and play more, but it's one of those things where it's like, because we have the show, I want to move on to other stuff right, and all for the sure. stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to spend the 15 bucks on Origin again for another month right yeah, now. Yeah, we have Sekiro coming out at the end of the month. Yep. Days Gone coming out like right after that. And with Days Gone getting the attention it's getting, I'm kind of like a little more intrigued by that. Now. Yeah, interest has peaked a little bit. Although I did hear uh, Split Screen compared it to Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of like Ooh, the, open s- the scope of what is available for you to do. Oh, yeah. man. So that, that, that's cool. But at the same time, like I didn't like that about Horizon. So I don't know if it I like It might be a little open worldy for me, too. But we'll it, see. When if we I didn't enjoy all the activities in Horizon Zero Dawn, I would have found it overwhelming. But yeah. everything, I just really liked the gameplay loop. Yeah, I mean, Split Screen um, said so. that it was basically, like, it is the most AAA-ass game yeah. you've ever played. Like, everything about it is, like, every feature of every AAA game you've ever played is in this game. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, <laughs> Jason Schreier made it sound like it wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it also wasn't. A, you know, like, he, he was kind of tossed between uh, it. But mm-hmm. It was, and I think people have only played previews at this point. It's not yeah, there was like a code out yet. There was like an hour-long like playthrough demo or something like that that a bunch of media was able to play, and they were just yeah. like kind of blown away by what the game has become, but still kind of like, we don't really know how this is going to go for the, the player base. Dan from Giant Bomb was like, this isn't for me, and I didn't like it very much. And I was like, okay, but he also, I don't know, he got married at a Taco Bell, but other than that. <laughs> um, that says a lot about a man. Uh, it's, I'm intrigued by it, more so than I was back when Sony wasn't giving it any press time right. anymore. So, um, But yeah, Anthem. Anthem. Um, well, The Division 2 is also out next week. That's, yeah. yeah, well, so. it's out Friday, five days from now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> that game you pre-ordered <laughs> a few days earlier for you because you bought the fancy yeah. version. I, when do I get to play it? Like Thursday, twelfth, like I think. Maybe Tuesday. Oh shit! Yeah, thirteenth, whatever. Um, I'm just gonna beat it before anybody else plays it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what we end up. That's annoying. Covering <laughs> soon. Maybe you'll just roll a new character on Saturday when I can play. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Sekiro is out on the twenty second. Yeah, or I have that. I pre-ordered both of them. 
Um, I mainly just pre-ordered. Uh, I try to not pre-order stuff anymore. March twenty second is yeah. Sekiro, so that comes out a week from <laughs> this Friday. Yeah. So we might have some of that played by next episode, but mostly maybe the division since you guys are going to check that out. Yeah. yeah. But the anyway. main reason I pre-ordered that was to get um, a free game out of it. The division. Yeah. Mm. Um. I want, I'll probably pick uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands yeah. for PC. Um. I'm probably gonna try and pick up Sekiro on PC, maybe. That's, I, that's I ordered I that too, doing. so that way it would show up day of. Yeah. So anyway, plus we can you can get a hard copy from Best Buy Gamers Club. Oh. But um, they won't. They don't have them in store, and they won't ship to the store. They'll only ship to you. It's only yeah, release day delivery or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Then I don't have to go to the store. Real quick, I also played a bunch of... Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Tetris 99 on our Twitch uh, sometimes. Sometimes you can hear me. Sometimes you can't. I'll probably do more of that this <laughs> week. I want to try and win. I've gotten to like fourth or fifth place. I, I got think. to third. Yeah, it's like those last ten it's, people... I mean, I spent the last... like in when, I, when I got to that third point, I just spent a lot of time just rotating the same piece oh, yeah. over and over. Just to, to give you more can, time to think a little bit. If I can hold out, you yeah. know? And then eventually, like, I just... I died. But, it, like, wow, man, what a rush. Like, I got a bigger rush out of that than I did ever playing PUBG, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, the thing about it with me is that when I got to fifth or whatever place it was, which is on a stream that you can hear... I don't know if it's still up there or not, but anyway... Um, I got excited about how well I was doing, which then made me not do well anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it. But my no, strategy was just to get it, like try to get Tetris's as much as I could at first. And then <clears throat> paying attention to how many lines are about to stack on me. Yeah. And trying to match that with my to uh, be able to yeah, alleviate to, to delete that yeah. and get rid of it. And then once it got to the higher once it got to the point where I was in like the top ten, I was just doing just single single lines. lines as fast as I could, like repeatedly, and that seemed to work really well. But the past few times, I played yesterday for a little bit and just I got fucking obliterated, like yeah. at least six games in a row, like within within the first like two minutes. Yeah, and you get like eight lines all of a sudden. I don't yeah. understand exactly. Like, I guess maybe that's two people clearing a Tetris on and attacking you at the same time. Right. But. Which if that's like if they're just going random, like that's just unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Can you target specific people? I haven't like yeah, figured so that out. I you can move around the right stick on the controller or you can tap the screen. Oh, okay. Because I've just been doing random like every time. <laughs> I usually go to random, but if there's a lot of people on me, then I switch to attack. Okay. And then that way I can start sending some back and maybe they'll consider moving around or doing something differently. But Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. No, it's good. It's a good game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's just the last thing I would have expected to turn into a battle royale game. Oh, it's better than any other battle royale yeah, game. I'm this one actually takes skill and talent. <laughs> like every other battle it royale might, game. It might be the best battle royale game because it's just the most abstracted from military stuff. Right. But, yeah. No, there should be a battle royale like Demolition Derby that isn't Daisy. That would be fun. Yeah, I thought about like, that Actually too. just driving cars just into cars. each other. Yeah. yeah. Like they should uh, probably pull out the old Carmageddon license yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Carmageddon battle um, mm-hmm. And then I have looped back around to Pokemon Let's Go. I think I have four badges now. I've been playing for about ten hours. 
and uh, game's fun with the recent announcement of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which that happened, and that's coming this year on Switch. What? What about it? Yeah, it's it's coming. That's what made me want to play some Pokemon. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't complete my thought there. I thought you were trying to get. (laughs) You get some more out of us about it. And no, was, like I, I was have trying no. to think of like a good Pokemon joke, and I just had nothing. Like <laughs> drawing a blank. Sword and Shield yeah. looks cool. I don't know that we'll talk that much. There didn't show a whole lot other than the starters. The internet made the third version into short. It's Sword Shield and Gun. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, the starters look kind of samey. I don't know. Like I just I feel like they kind of ran out of gas on making pokemon they just need to do more drugs and then come back to it <laughs> i yeah pokemon, I pokemon creation retreat is just a bunch of yeah. japanese dudes dropping acid in a sauna for <laughs> yeah or just they all hit some hiwaska like real quick you know i think i was too old and i missed the boat on that shit and now it just looks really dumb you should try let's go i think you should you should just play it for a bit and see what you feel about it because I think that would be interesting to see what a doctor such as yourself thinks <laughs> about Pokemon. So, but yeah, anyway, that's about it. PhD. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have you guys been playing? Anything? I haven't played it. Well, nothing other than Rainbow Six, really. Um, and Tetris and Tetris, Poyo Poyo Tetris, a little more for practice training. For some reason, I played PUBG a couple times with Josh because he, he, I don't know, he suggested it and I was like laughing at him and then I was like, yeah, why not? And then (laughs) we did, we played some Sea of Thieves with Josh too at one point. Yeah, cool. We should do that some more. Yeah, we should. It was uh, was a fun time. Yeah. um, PUBG was kind of fun, but uh, it's super janky. It's like, man. Like after all these more polished ones came out, yeah, like you, Apex, you play Apex and you play Fortnite and you I go just back. Like, to... it, it feels almost like it has like screen tearing, even though there's no way it does. Well, what I don't get it, is how it's not improved. How has it not gotten better? Yeah, in the time that like they, I mean, there's... from a gameplay sp- or perspective, or like they've they've done a lot of like quality of life things, like as far as fixing the menus up and stuff. Well, that's good at least. And uh, just UI things. So that's cool. But like, I just don't understand why the game kind of runs like shit. Yeah. It should be and better optimized. Terrible. By like now. the textures and stuff in that game are just so bad. Maybe you need ray tracing to make it but, the best. I mean, I feel like it still like has the best audio model as far as like being able to figure out where people are based yeah. on where they're shooting and stuff. Um, and, it's a, it's still more intense than the other ones in a way because like it's very easy to hide and just take people out you know yeah. hiding Sit in the in grass bathtub. and stuff and you can't really do that in any of the other battle royale games. That's true. So yeah, like stealth and and like tactically like attacking a a house or something you know people are in is like really intense and cool and I just wish one of the other games could. Could, uh, that. capture that but um yeah besides that um destiny 2 started a new season and they rolled out their new uh dlc that's Is this number two in the yeah, year two pass of the or three for the the year pass um it's gambit uh 
focus this time, which is cool. Uh, I'm like a little bit underwhelmed so far, but the more I play, the more I like it. Um, the, the new gamut mode they have is just one round. Um, so the matches are a lot shorter, so that's kind of cool, but it has like a weird flow to it. Aren't there like classes you select too? See, I thought that's what it was going to be, but it's not like Mm. that. Like you can get armor that will enhance, um, like abilities, I guess, for specific roles that you can play in Gambit, but you're not like straight up picking a class. Okay. But right now, like, I can't tell what the armor actually does. Hmm. Like, I've, like, they have ones that that say, like, you pick up a piece and it's plus one to uh, invading or whatever. And then another piece, there's, there's like, invader, sentry, collector. So, collector would be a person who goes around collecting moats. Sentry, I don't really fucking know. I assume just killing mobs. Yeah, defending. Well, no, because killing mobs is another one I can't think of the name of. Mm. So Reaper. defending against there's one called Reaper. Sentry defends against so, invaders, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they're supposed to take out mobs too. But Reaper, I think, is more like to taking out invading guardians and okay. stuff. Or, and then obviously invaders, the easiest one to figure out next they to collector. Invade. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but it, it looks interesting. It glows and stuff, and I think like the, the glowing thing probably enhances as you level up the armor or whatever. But I think if you get a whole set, it unlocks like actual perks, but I don't know yet. It says it does, but I haven't seen anyone like wearing stuff that has unlocked perks yet. And I don't really know what the plus ones do for the actual gameplay. So, Mm. um, but gamut prime is like, it's a little more intense than, normal gambit just because of how little time you have but uh, at the same time like i feel like the flow is off as far as um basically i mean because it's one round you just collect moats and when you um summon blockers now the blockers just like take moats away from the other player's bank slowly if they don't destroy them and um like once you summon the primeval, that's the weird part. Is like there's like a mechanic, like a like a raid light kind of mechanic to it. Like you have to kill like these two envoys, and then it summons a circle, and then you have to stand in the circle to damage the the enemy, and then it just keeps repeating that over and over again. So like you'll do like a quarter damage to the boss, and then you got to go find the envoys again. Mm-hmm. They're like marked on the map. Yeah. But the problem is, like, the invaders come, like, every probably, like, fucking 30 seconds. So it feels like nobody ever takes any health away from the bosses for, like, a solid five minutes because people are just constantly invading. Because every time an invader kills someone, it heals the primeval. So it just, it's, like, it's it's too frequent, I feel like. Hmm. Like, it should be a mechanic that you have to, like, really plan for, I think. I don't know. It seems like a weird because previously the normal gambit's three matches, right? And that's three primeval summons essentially. Yeah, well, they changed that too because the matches were pretty long. Yeah, I was gonna say and like the third. If you go to a third round now, it's just a sudden, sudden death. death. Like okay. whoever can kill the primeval faster, which it sounds cool to me. 
but I haven't tried it since they they made that switch. Um, it's like they wanted with the with Gambit Prime, they wanted to lengthen the match, but also not make it as long as yeah. normal Gambit. I think just in between, like the envoys respawning so damn often and the invader, it feels like you're not making any progress forever. Yeah, until like finally someone gets lucky because like the invader fucks up yeah one of you one of you decides to not invade anymore to try and do more damage on the boss or something like that. yeah basically yeah that's really what it seems like it comes down to is like eventually somebody fucks up and the only way to win is not to play gets the advantage and that's kind of a bummer but the the new gear and stuff i've gotten from it is really cool it sounds like there's more tweaking they can do and then there's like a new uh pve mode that's linked to that like you use that to get the cool new armor pieces that you use in the gambit prime and regular gambit that's called the reckoning and it's in that weird um like i can't think of the the name of it where the nine live basically that weird ass like astral plane kind of place um and it's basically just like a kind of like a horde mode thing Mm. like um, the there's first no tier is really simple, but I guess they're they're unlocking the second tier. I think at the end of this week, or maybe they already did, and then like the next tier a week after that. Hmm. So the mechanics will evolve um, over time. So interesting. That might get more interesting. Cool. That's <laughs> it for me. I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about news. <laughs> news. You can see our Twitch right now. News. Where's my mouse? There it is. Okay. Brian, do you want to read this one? Uh sure, why not? I can actually see it. <laughs> Skyrim mod making thirty three thousand a month accused of stealing code. Um Did Well, you? I'm not gonna read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> So this is the mod that lets people play Skyrim co-op. Yes. Yes. And they are, have been accused by the guys that did the uh, Skyrim script extender. Um, I guess they've been... They accused them years ago, and they've been fighting about it. Uh, the mod that like allows the co-op is called Skyrim Together. Yeah. And like they supposedly stole code from them. But at this point... They claim to have taken all or most of it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It sounds uh, yeah, super it sketchy. Yeah, it sounds like right now it's a few, like it's gotten more intense because Skyrim together, that team put together a Patreon where they're getting $33,000 a month. Yeah, and I'm assuming the Skyrim script extender people are not getting that kind of money and they yeah. are jealous. But I would be jealous too if my code was used in a different thing and we didn't get any credit for it. So the Skyrim together team posted a comment on Reddit and said, we have had disagreements with the SKSE folks in the past. I have tried to communicate with them, but they have never replied. So we stopped using their code. There might be some leftover code from them in there that was overlooked when we removed it. It isn't as simple as just deleting a folder, mainly our fault because we rushed some parts of the code. Anyway, we are going to make sure we remove Make sure to remove what might have slipped through the cracks uh, for the next patch. To which an SKSE member replied, So to be clear, you are saying that you started using our code, then asked for permission, 
never got permission, <laughs> continued using it, eventually removed part of it yet somehow left some of it in, <laughs> continued to charge access the entire time, and promised to totally clean up an, a now licensed tainted project. Yeah, the, when they put it like that, it sounds super shady. Yeah, so uh, that sucks. I, you know what, man? Uh, you're talking about a, a community of modding that's been pretty open source like for a really long time. Um, go fuck yourself. Well, like, but now that something like Patreon allows people to like make $33,000 a month. But, okay, what code, what code are they sharing is what I want to know because if it's it is if it is like the backbone of what Skyrim together needs in order to fucking run, I can see that being a problem. If it's just a piece, if it's a couple of lines of code that just add some semblance of stability, like not so much. If it's something they can patch out in a later patch, like it's clearly not, it's not imperative. So, especially for like an open platform like Skyrim that's been a part of the Steam Workshop and modding community for fucking years, like since it was released, basically, like give me a fucking break, man. Well, apparently this is not really open source if they have a copyright on it. Really? Do they? It says due to continued intentional copyright infringement. But where where's the paperwork is what I would want to know. Yeah, I like, guess I don't necessarily Because if they just say, like, I want to know, like, what kind of artistic license they, like, they have, uh, you know, in terms of, like, oh, because we wrote this code, it is ours, like show me how like how is that yours just because you wrote that code i don't i don't mean i don't i don't understand enough about how coding and copyright works but yeah I, there's there's a lot of stuff here that it, it would be hard for us to parse through but yeah it, i haven't gotten my law degree yet i'm still working on that one <laughs> yeah i didn't come now with that the, you have your glasses yeah. yes now that you can read um yeah i don't know it i just feel like this is way more complicated it's super somehow, messy but I also think that, like, if, if if they did reach out, if, I don't know for sure, but if, if Skyrim Together did reach out and the other guys didn't respond, that would have been their opportunity to be like, hey, yeah, let's work on this together, and then they can both profit off of it. But that's not, I mean, it's not, if they hold the <laughs> copyright, it's not on them to say, yes, let's do this together. They can also say, no, I don't want to do it. They can also not say anything. Like, I can go to Pepsi and be like, yo, I want to use your shit. Let's make a thing. They're not going to talk to me. So Skyrim Script Extender doesn't have to go and be like, uh, no, we don't want you using our stuff. If it's copywritten. Like, if they have, if they hold some type of IP rights over it. There's no no need for that. Like, if they didn't come out and say, this is open source out there for everyone to use, please use it as you wish. But I'm assuming, like, how did how did Skyrim Together get the code in the first place? I would assume it was through the modding community of Skyrim. Maybe. And that, to me, like, if you're... And, and that's, like, the whole Steam Workshop modding community of Skyrim has always been pretty much open source, like, unspoken to, to whatever extent, like... It's known that, like, oh, people take other people's shit and make it better. Like, that is a common practice in the modding community for Skyrim. So, I'm just saying, like, if they put it out there without, like, proper back-channel copyright, and I don't IP, know. whatever. Like, if they didn't do due diligence to that to particular aspect it. of it, so be it, man. Sorry, bro. Well, and this is the same thing of Nintendo taking down a ROM site because they need to defend their patents and intellectual property. 
like if these people didn't seek to prevent Skyrim together from using their stuff, then mm. it's also kind of on them. But it sounds like it's been a messy fight. So I don't, you know, obviously one article isn't going to show us everything and hey, all you know of the what? articles that, might that not That 33 either. grand a month they're raking in, they're just going to code that code out and then Skyrim, whatever extender, will have nothing to say. No, nothing to stand on. Instead of trying to work with them, that's my issue. Is they're not trying to work with Skyrim together. They're just fighting them because they feel bad because they didn't make any money off of their shit. Well, and I mean, and I get there's that something to, an to be said about like patent trolling, but in this case, it's actually like they created a thing and someone may have been using it unlawfully. I just think it's weird that we're in a place now where people can make money off of mods period people can make more money than the three of us combined off of a mod for skyrim <laughs> that's the, they're <laughs> they're modifying a game that already exists they shouldn't even be making money off of yeah, that in my opinion that's i mean yeah. i understand some of them are really involved like especially like total conversion mods I mean, where's, and stuff. where's bethesda sit on all this and like the, have they yeah. even made a statement like Probably because that would be like if I were Bethesda, I'd be like, listen, like this shit's open source. Go fuck yourself. Like I, that's what I would do. <laughs> but that's just me. I know that's not what Bethesda. Well, but that's just gonna like, be like, yo, you guys are bringing a thirty-three grand with this one mod. Like, can we buy that? They're off really you? like, that, have and, you bought Fallout seventy-six? <laughs> hey, you guys want to work on a game? You want to work on Fallout yeah. 76? You want to fix Fallout 76? We'll, we'll pay you 33 grand a month for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's the thing is like you could see I could see Bethesda stepping in and be like either one we're buying you, two stop doing this, three give us your money. Like I don't there's any number of ways that they can Give me all your money. All yes. that being said, are these your lunches? <laughs> if they get this mod to work well, I fucking sure as hell want to try it. It's been out there for a while. I've never actually seen anybody try to use it or you can, anything. You can though, do it so. right now, man. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's. I, I know that it's been out, but it's a. They. It's they, probably janky. The, the article does say that they are looking to release the first stable, the most stable version in early 2019. Well, when that or happens, during, that... during we uh, it says we uh, hope to release the first stable version of the mod during the year 2019. So. It could be far from that, and that's a huge. That Skyrim itself isn't. When are they going to release the first stable version of Skyrim? <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah, this might be it. It could be the mod makes Skyrim stable. It could be. Yeah. So back Next to up. Anthem. Anthem players say the game's crashing their PS4s. Some of them are saying it's like bricking them, soft bricking of some sort. Yeah, it's not like a full on like brick permanent bricking situation apparently there have also been people saying it's been doing it to their pc i have not had these issues but now that i just said that i'm gonna have it happen to me probably because so what was happening there uh there were people that were having errors on ps4 where not only would it quit out to menu but it would also shut the playstation down in that case you can usually (laughs) you can usually turn it back on it'll take a minute to rebuild the database on the hard drive which for some reason the playstation is the only system that has to do that nowadays yeah i don't know how really annoying stuff built um it's the same thing that happens if you have it in rest mode and the power goes out so uh but there are also some people that saying they just straight up could not turn their playstation back on now i haven't looked into it but i also heard there's a way to take care of that and have it manually do those things i think you have to boot in like safe mode or something and which who knows that was possible with the playstation 4 and all that type of stuff but like 
Yeah, you just like hold down the power switch and then you yell at the PlayStation <laughs> I Konichiwa and it does it. <laughs> it's a fuse to John Morrell. <laughs> uh but anyway, the um the I don't know exactly if anybody has straight up lost a PlayStation to it or they just haven't tried enough to like fix it. But so no, but, but you know these guys, these like butthurt anthem players are like, It broke my PS4. Well I had to go buy a new one. It didn't help that like Sony was like <laughs> so, Sony was like, Hey, uh yeah, we're not gonna refund you or no, what are they? What are they? We're not going to fix your stuff for free because it's not the PlayStation's fault. And then they were also like, "But we're also not going to refund Anthem for you because that's also not the reason your PlayStation's dying." <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay. And then, um, you know, so EA sent out an update at one point that said, "We're aware of a crashing issue. Some of you have been reporting for Anthem. We're investigating and ask that you share crash data reports when prompted. If you have, we'll be reaching out to gather info. If not, please reply to this thread on Anthem HQ, I guess. Uh, and then the Kotaku article that we're reading from also goes on to say, as of the 5th at 10.51 a.m., uh, a workaround for the PS4s that no longer turn on after shutting down while running Anthem has been shared on Reddit, which is able to help one person who reached out to us to get their console working again. The method requires booting the console in safe mode by holding down the power button for several seconds until you hear two beeps. I was almost right. <laughs> From there, players need to select the option labeled Rebuild Database. When that process is complete, the PS4 should be working again. So, uh, yeah, you know, this sucks, but honestly, I've, I've, I feel like this could have been any game. It's not Anthem's fault. Like, whatever. The PlayStation 4 Pro itself is not the robust thing of heart. I've had to have mine repaired and... You know, like that's not Anthem barely runs on my PC, which is a lot stronger <laughs> than my PlayStation Pro. So it's, you know, like they whatever people get over it. I'm sorry your PlayStation turned off. Turn it back on. It's broke and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, the other weird thing that I was hearing about was somebody apparently and I don't have an article or anything on this, but somebody figured out that like level one items were doing more damage than like masterwork items in Anthem. Hmm. because of the way that they try to make it so that uh, lower level players and higher level players can play together and yeah. still do similar damage. Interesting. Uh, which is really weird. Like the lower level guns were taking like four hits when the higher level gun would take like six and it's like stuff like that. Probably a bug though. Yes. So like somebody. The, they're they, supposed to get like weakened in power as you level up probably. Yeah. And, and the, the Anthem somebody they were discussing this on reddit and they pulled someone into the thread they summoned somebody from from bioware and they were like oh this is an error and we know how to fix it and it should be easy we just don't know what patch it's going to be in <laughs> was like their response to it but it just seemed like a weird thing that happened so anyway enough yep. about anthem brian <laughs> Um, apparently Apex Legends leaked over a year ago, but nobody really made a fuss about it. Yes. Um, so on the Titanfall subreddit, somebody hit iconic user hit iconic on Reddit said alleged mini map for rumored Titanfall battle Royale game from 11 months ago. And it's pretty much the exact map. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, ridiculous. Um, 
<laughs> the Polygon article says, not only was his th- thread seriously downvoted, but the top response was, I really hope this doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> they said, the, this com- or that commenter has since apologized for his hubris, writing, I have put too much time into this game so far. My prejudice was very wrong. He also added, you should see my inbox, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's interesting and i don't know exactly how he would have actually uh gotten the information apparently he did come back and say uh or no so they had somebody from respawn chime in on the thread and he said haha i remember this it was a relief to see folks blow it off and i was thinking well we'll be able to he'll be able to say i was right next year when that comes along <laughs> so that's pretty cool but um yeah pretty interesting i wonder exactly how how many other rumors that have been ignored over the years well that right. yeah well that and then also like how exactly this dude got this stuff yeah. like he didn't provide any context he didn't say anything about where he got it from but you know it's like uh uh, you know, Bungie teasing Destiny and Halo Reach and stuff like that, all that type of stuff, where they know what they're working on and it comes out some way. But obviously, this this to me feels like a like somebody pushed an update to Titanfall that had this map hidden in it somewhere or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Next, Nintendo announces Labo VR kit for the Switch. Yes. Uh, a bunch of people online are really like, this is dumb. Like, who wants to hold a VR mask to their face? <laughs> <laughs> Same people that bought a Virtual Boy. And a lot of people think it's not going to run, like, smoothly, so they're just going to get sick. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is that, like, um, anything I've heard VR developers talk about is, like, you need to be at 90 frames per second. I've always wanted eye. to stare up a bird's ass is all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a dream of mine. Yes. <laughs> That's one of I just saw that one of the toy cons that can be made. Um, there was a there is a push for Pokemon Snap to come out for the camera version. That like, would be incredible. So they totally should do that. There should be a new Pokemon Snap already, but that hasn't happened. What um, I'm hoping for is just just to play my normal Switch games with this resting on my face while I lay in bed. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm for, for a lot of videos of kids puking trying to play this i'm really curious to see what it is so they're releasing two versions there's like a starter kit that's 40 bucks and a full set that's 80 bucks the full set comes with like five different things one of them looks like a ViewMaster. the other one's a camera there's one that looks like an anteater slash cannon that's on your face bird ass there's the bird whose ass you're looking up and then there's also like some looks weird like elephant. elephant the legend of zelda uh face mask <laughs> um but looks like, it looks like something out of breath of the wild right? yeah yeah um so it's it seems pretty cool and cool for them to do this i don't know that i'm gonna pick it up it uh, is it's, it's coming kind on of april 12th it's kind of depressing just the way people respond to stuff like this like here's nintendo like <clears throat> notoriously known for breaking molds and like changing the industry and people just shit all over like everything they do and they're like I, I don't know. It's just it's really yeah. I don't. I don't feel that that's necessary. Like obviously they're not trying to. It's not for you, thirty-four year old gamer. Like the, clearly yeah. it's not for you. Get over it. They're, like they're not trying to get in the VR game right next to um, Oculus and fucking like HTC PSVR, Vive yeah. and PSVR. This is something else entirely. That's probably more on the uh, 
level of like the the Google whatever it's called the uh, uh, cardboard Google yeah. cardboard literally <laughs> yeah but well, and- um, it's it's obviously just it's a more casual thing and it's clearly geared toward kids mostly it's like a my first VR kind of thing that's how I view it at least it's like there's no reason to fucking shit on this there's that this but is there's- a cool gimmick like if I were younger I'd probably be excited about this yeah but I'm not because I owned an Oculus for a while so I won't get it. Big I deal. don't I don't know how how much you got into it Alex but like the the software itself super is robust. incredibly yeah. robust and I watched I don't remember who it was someone like a friend of Kirk Hamilton's or whatever from Split made Screen. a guitar they made like a bunch of instruments yeah. and wrote like an entire fucking song out of it like that's so badass like <laughs> so badass and like people don't like you know these these older reviewers and YouTube assholes that jump on it and they're just like this is dumb and uh cardboard's stupid and we just hate everything this is that this represents <laughs> and like dude fuck the internet man my favorite labo video is when IGN had John Carpenter come and play the Halloween theme on the labo piano <laughs> <laughs> like by the end of the video he's like this thing is a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> But oh man, I, yeah, uh, I, it just it's so it, it's just so not necessary to like again like we were just saying, thirty four, thirty eight year old gamer review guy like this is not made for you. So for mm-hmm. you to just shit all over it like right off the bat, like what is wrong with people? Well, and my first thing, like the first thing I said when you posted that was was the thing about the the frames per second because like yeah. literally if it's like unusable because it can't be smooth enough and that's but i don't know but that's like that's a valid criticism yeah like being like oh i really really just want to stare up a bird's ass blah, 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 even though i made that joke but like <laughs> that's like that is a joke that like <laughs> you're self-criticizing yeah like on oh, the i'm very self-aware <laughs> you um, are part of the internet i am piece of shit i am a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> but anyways I, I i don't know man i i really just hate YouTube content creators, like, there needs to be a rating system for them that better than just the thumbs up, thumbs down, like, and comments. Like, we got to figure out a way to bury these guys because they are so fucking awful. The only way to win is not to watch. If only everyone else would stop watching. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I want to know what the software really looks well, like. Well, that's the thing is I want to know how this expands on the software that, like, what are we going to be able to program in VR now mm-hmm. using that software? Uh, yeah, are they, I the mean, capa- that could be interesting. The capabilities of this this Labo in general, it's, it's incredible, but none of us have touched it, really. I mean, yeah. you've played with... Whatever, I put together but, one of them, and now I'm kind of like, what am I going to do with all this cardboard? Then, <laughs> <laughs> just keep it up in that um, room full of other shit. <laughs> I uh, no, I think it'll be interesting. It's fun. It's fun that the uh, they made like a camera thing that uses the IR from from the uh, red Joy-Con. Yeah, uh, it probably looks exactly like a Game Boy camera did. <laughs> I do. I do really wonder what the point of looking up a bird's ass is. We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, you, I I assume it's like a bird finding activity. It's Pokemon Snap, but for birds, mm. probably. Okay, right. Or you get to play an egg. <laughs> or it simulates a bird shitting on your face. Possibly. Well, so that was what was I listening to? I think I don't know if it was Player One or or giant bomb somebody was talking about i could see an snl skit where somebody pulls it away from their face and there's like a white splat <laughs> <on it. laughs> like, yep, uh, yep. i'm curious about this uh driving looking one 
or oh, with, the, with just, the pedal that's yeah. there. Oh, that's the um, <laughs> that's the Deliverance foot tapping simulator. <laughs> oh, okay. That was my <laughs> other guess. Well, they put out. So this is the fourth set of Labo. They put out a vehicle one as well. Hmm. That is actually it has like a steering wheel and stuff, and you can play Mario Kart with those. Yeah, controllers. You install so. it on your car bed. Sweet. <laughs> anyway, next. PS4 remote play update and I'll let you stream from iOS devices. It works, guys. I did it on my iPad. From Alex's house, I was able to play Bloodborne on my PS4 back home, and I was using the SteelSeries Nimbus controller, which I really, really like. The only downside to this was the fact that the uh, joystick pressing mechanism of the SteelSeries Nimbus did not apply to Bloodborne, so it was difficult for me to auto-lock onto enemies, but that can be fixed remapping controls within PlayStation. Um... This is really cool. I don't know if anybody, like, because obviously, like, nobody ever used a fucking Vita. So you could never played remote What's play. What's a Vita? I did. A little bit. Yeah, I did, too. It was great for No Man's Sky. Hey, didn't you grind Destiny on the toilet with yes, the Vita? Yes. Yes. I was <laughs> I was uh, doing dailies. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what deucing is? I was doing dailies and doing dailies. Doing dailies and deucing and dailies. Yeah. All right. Uh no it it's uh it's nice it, even I was using the touch controls and I, it's not great to like play an actual game with but uh you could was... you could play like simple turn based strategy RPGs and things mm-hmm. like that or like you could play some side scrollers probably like pretty fine uh fairly fairly well pretty fine kids these days that kids. play Fortnite and PUBG with touch controls will be able to yeah play there. they'll be they'll be perfectly fine in this yeah. format but I like the fact that like my controller that I've really had little use of it now has a function. Because uh, I don't always want to go sit upstairs and play video games. Sometimes I just want to like hang out in the living room. It makes me want to have one in, in, the, in the event that I'd like travel somewhere and yeah. would like to log in and do something. But um, Well, can you... I'd be interested to know if you could uh, Bluetooth your, your Wiimotes or your Joy-Con and use that somehow. I don't know. I mean, you should be able to do a PlayStation controller, which you can't yet. Yeah. Those are Bluetooth. Which is super weird. Yeah. So you should be able to do it that way, but... That I think you can connect a PS4 controller to like a Mac natively. Yeah. So I don't know why they wouldn't figure that out, but hopefully they will soon. So, um, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool and it works. Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah. I like it. Cool. I I want there. It, it's kind of we're getting closer and closer to that like streaming console reality of like you can yeah. play anywhere but hopefully well, everybody starts getting amazing. the article on the sidebar of this is the google controller that's coming out for the yeah. google project stream we supposedly should, we should talk about that briefly as well um so google there's like a patent that came out that google has a game controller and it looks like a pretty standard game controller it looks a little dated honestly it's kind of not extremely ergonomic but maybe I mean, they're they trying probably, to capitalize on the retro market they probably meant to keep it pretty generic so they could make it into whatever they wanted to yeah it looks a lot like uh like a pro controller with uh, a, a switch pro controller with less um less contour to yeah. it but less uh, style they do have a um a share button on it which is nice and hopefully with yeah. the playstation and the switch and the google controller having one hopefully that's just standard from here on out i'll bet you since it it's google like you literally i mean it would just go right to youtube immediately yeah and just be done that'd be great bam there that would be awesome um so that's pretty cool and then the patent itself has a, a 
basically, or it says here, is a notification system for the controller that notifies a player when a game is now available, that a user has received an invitation, a status change on a leaderboard, or a chat request from another player. So that I think that might be this like center thingamabob here. There's also like a microphone button, so you could probably hit it and say, okay, Google. Please. Okay, Google. Okay, Google, boot up Fortnite. <laughs> that type you, of thing. You fucked up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google, Fortnite. I thought um, it's only supposed to know your voice. Uh, we sound very yeah, similar. We're the same person. Uh, we share a lot of genetics. I'm not sure if he knew that. Yeah. I probably Dr. Can't. Brian. So, Dr. Uh, D. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, interesting to see if maybe there will be some GDC stuff about this. Maybe, maybe. some Google controller will be there. But anyway, it's time. All right, let's talk about Rainbow Six. Um, I'm not. I don't. We probably should have specified where we wanted to start with this. Well, let's start with Rainbow Six. Is a game that came out in 2015 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, It is mostly a competitive shooter game. Tactical. A tactical competitive shooter game. There is some single player stuff and that you can do um terrorist hunts on your own or play through situations that kind of teach you how to play the game but the majority of the gameplay is you selecting different operators that have different skills that you can use in order to attack or defend an objective there's three different types of objectives one of them is secure area one of them is uh, rescue hostages, and then the other one is bomb. You find there's two bombs, and you have to defuse them or prevent them from being defused, that type of thing. Or you can just kill everyone. Or you can just kill everyone. And, um, yeah, that's the very brief overview there. The game has had a long lifetime because they have put out season passes every year for about $30, and every three months they give you two new operators that have usually pretty different skills I, than I the, think the current two, set. The two new operator like because I think that's fairly that started with season 3, like year 3 cuz prior to we all joined uh in oh. Operation White Noise, which was the at, year year 2 season 4. Yeah. Uh and at that point they dropped Dokabi Vigil and Zofia all at the same time. Okay. So I think like doing an attacker defender or two attackers two defenders like two operatives uh started with year 3. Okay. So, yeah. Um what was I going to say? Uh, they also usually do like a new map every season or rework an old map. Yes. And um, the season we joined is when they introduced Tower. <laughs> oh, great. Yep. What a great, great season that was. Um, but yeah, I, I did want to say that it, it uh, Ubisoft is planning a 10-year lifespan. We're four years into that at this point. So it's, it's good to know that they, they planned from the get-go supporting this game for 10 years. So into the next console generation. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like this is one of the first games that they really decided to try and push the we are going to continue making content for it rather than making a new one every year. Um, Games as a service. Yes. They've since kind of done that also with things like um, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is another one where they've done uh, season passes for that. Mm -hmm. They've um, obviously tried to make Assassin's Creed a little bit longer in in lifespan kind of terms, although they did put out two within two years um, and other stuff. But this, this is the one, this is kind of the like epitome of support your game after it comes out and maybe it will come back around and be something people play. And it's only getting bigger 
constantly. Yeah, I feel like there's an esports scene for it. You can get there's like a five hundred thousand dollar prize pool or something like that. At oh, the, it was like a the the invitationals was over a million. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't. The winners, the winners walked away with eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so it certainly has like a growing esports scene, and it's something you've heard us talk about quite a bit over the past year and because some change it's the only game that we continue to play on a regular basis yeah every other game falls by the wayside at some point yes even destiny occasionally it, for me and most of us i think weren't even really into competitive games of this nature this prior is to the only game that i play like that it's, yeah it's really weird there's n- and you've I, definitely gotten more competitive the longer we've it's played made it. it's made me want to be better at it which is not typically how those types of games go for me it's mostly like i just get discouraged and then i never play it again well Um, you got hooked you found characters you like playing in a play style that works for your particular mode of operation so yeah why wouldn't you want to get better that's that's one of my favorite things about it is that like when i started playing this game a year ago and was mostly playing characters that could support and give more information to my team I it hooked me but then after getting to PC and starting to try out different characters more I found even more um characters that I liked playing as that weren't just like support and could be more active and stuff like that. Right. So I feel like well it's the long cuz Jackal is like the perfect mix of those yes, two things. Exactly. And that's one of the characters you play. Yeah. So like I I I feel like over the lifetime of this game, even the year that I've been playing, I have had my own growth on top of what the game has been doing, and I can kind of see that and chart that and and make some sense out of it. Definitely. Which is not something you get out of something like Call of Duty comes out every year, and there's a different one, and there's new map, blah, 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 blah. Like, this game feels like a really, like, interesting experiment in um, kind of gradually expanding how it works and changing things in little ways and and also like you figuring out how you like to play it and what you like to do and and that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean the way they've approached the the operators is it makes the game play like evolve constantly. Yeah. which other games don't have that going for them. Like Call of Duty, okay, you'll get some new maps or whatever, but it's still going to be the same meta for the, the entire life of the game and shit like that. And with with Rainbow Six, of course, that's not the case. Um, Seeing where, like, one character feels overpowered and then they, like, nerf and change it around and somebody else comes to the forefront and, like, stuff like that. Th- thankfully, it hasn't been, like, a like anybody that I like has gotten a significant nerf, but I feel like if your team is playing strong enough, it doesn't necessarily matter who who's on top of the meta and who's not. It's it's mostly like you win by the communication between each other rather than the individual skills and strengths of each each operator. So Well, I mean, it yeah, because the the meta, if you break down the acronym of most uh efficient tactical advantage, um that is just the most efficient tactical advantage. There are various other tactical advantages depending yeah. on who's playing what characters, what operatives are using which abilities, what kind of uh, side gear you're using instead of your main, uh, your primary uh, gear piece. Um, like that's there's so many 
so many different ways to play this game and that's part of what I think makes it great and yeah it goes it's gone through so many different changes over time too and, and the fact that Ubisoft is so responsive um, I mean they've got people like just reading through the subreddit on a daily basis and picking up ideas and tweaking things mm-hmm. and seeing where the issues are they've got a public test server that like I mean it's a public test server from what I hear is like pretty fucking toxic <laughs> um, but that's it's it's the sort of thing where like that's they want to find where the toxicity is in terms of like what sort of things aren't working well like whose hitbox is too small whose hitbox yep. is too big you know uh, how do we tweak the velocity of certain bullets to do less damage but still be accurate blah 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 like they're they're tweaking things on a level that's just I've never seen anybody do in a game they even they tweaked all the recoil patterns on all the guns like probably halfway through last season to just make sure people weren't uh, to, to tweak I think it was mainly for people who were drop shotting so when drop mm-hmm. shotting is when you uh, crouch or go prone as you're shooting because you could continue to shoot while doing that uh, which is ridiculous in and of itself but they tweaked um that ability and they also tweaked all of the recoil patterns on the guns to make it so like that wasn't something that people could take advantage of um i mean it doesn't seem that ridiculous i saw it in die hard <laughs> with that kind of accuracy like come on <laughs> just doesn't make and sense i think that's what's been their success is the fact that they can they can pay attention to their community and change the things that people like they it feels like with the test server as you said they literally will try whatever people think they want right and then if it doesn't work out it's always something they can roll roll back or do differently with an update but like i i don't like the closest they've gotten to like oh man i'm gonna quit this game is when they were like oh we're gonna censor this so we can put it out in china and then they even like came back from that and were like never mind we'll just fork the the updates and and have to do double the work in order to put the game out there but <laughs> fine you babies you win yeah pretty much um gladys says crouch spanking was worse than drop shot oh, yeah which, of course yeah. <laughs> crouch spanking is actually crouch spamming which is people crouching and and leaning different directions in order to avoid headshots and They've, stuff like that uh, i was just gonna say they they just tweaked the the lean spamming a bit so they okay. made it uh it used to be you could lean spam and um, you had a better perception, like a better uh, viewpoint from your lean. Uh, but they tweaked how the camera leans to be more centered on the operative's head so that your uh, perception f- as the leaner is actually tighter and not as easy for you to see. So you like you I don't know how to explain it. Like you, you can you can't you can't see around objects as well as you used to. So the the person leaning is at a disadvantage now, which it used to be the other way around. They could see around an object more so I mean, than the other person. Like, it's that, a logical. That's why I lean in real life is so I can see around. <laughs> yeah, shit. but it, but it's a it, it was in the game. You as the leaner had the advantage. Well, and also that like they they're not even necessarily combating the fact that like people were leaning around objects, but the idea that you would be facing somebody even just out in the open and lean back and forth and avoid headshots that way. Right. You know, so by making it less of a range of motion, obviously it's going to be easier for somebody to headshot you. Right. Yeah. So that makes sense. But, um, no, like I never knew that I could care about a game this much and like want to know these changes and feel the differences between updates and and kind of understand how strategies need to change because they make changes to how people work and that's like it's never really been something that I paid attention to because I've never really played competitive online games that much. Right. Um 
So and you bought the game twice, like most of us. <laughs> well, I got it for Christmas first, oh, okay. and then I yeah. bought, I bought it. I've on, purchased on PC. it at least four times. I, now. I <laughs> well, I've also I also I've I purchased the game for a few people as well. So I just feel like, especially if this game's going to have the longevity that it's supposed to, um, PC is always going to be the best place to play this because well, and that's commonly how it's played competitively too. So. Yeah. So I'm content. Like no, and then I mean platform. It's definitely the most hardcore. Now that, but I think it's made us better players. I feel like anybody that I play with on PS4 now has it on PC, which is good. Exactly. (laughs) So that's that's great, and I'm I'm glad that no man was left behind. But um, you know, except Tony, I don't think Tony has a PC. Oh, well, (laughs) what are we gonna do? Glad to find out about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but that's the thing for me. The thing that sells this game for me is playing with a group of people i think if i hadn't played this game with like a five or four stack Mm -hmm. so much in the beginning i probably never would have kept playing it yeah when it's even just two of us playing like the amount of either toxicity or the lack of coordination or whatever just doesn't work as well you know like if you go up against it's two p two and three like a group of two and then three randoms versus a group of four or five, mm-hmm. that group of four or five is going to waste you nine times out of ten. And so, like, being able to play with friends and strategize together and do things a certain way has sold me on this game. So I, that's if if somebody's thinking about playing this game, I think that's what you need to understand is that you should you should play it with friends. Like and and I think that's for anybody. Even if you don't normally play games with friends, like this just might not be a game for you, because I think the game survives on not necessarily solo queuing. It's also cheap enough right now that you can buy five copies of for the cost of like one original copy. Yeah, and give it out to your <laughs> friends. So yeah, uh, Gladys says solo ranked can be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, solo. I think solo anything can be hard, but like the experience you get playing this game with a group of people is so vastly different and i think superior that there's uh, i can't recommend anybody to play it alone you should play it with people. yeah i do feel like um just due to the nature of pc um as far as like uh communication goes it's easier to play solo oh for sure it, yeah. it, it yeah, can be true. more toxic push but, the talk and, and whatnot. um People are more willing to actually talk to you. Yeah, that's true. And on PS4, I'd never heard from strangers, I feel like. Yeah. Not when you uh, wanted to, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but this... Uh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought now. The game goes on sale all the time. It's, it's on sale right now. Which, I mean... Like, on PlayStation, I think the Ultimate Edition or whatever. Complete or... Like, or... Uh, not, no, not complete. It's like the next step up from Standard is eleven ninety nine right now. On okay. PlayStation, that might be the gold, gold edition, maybe gold edition, Advanced. deluxe edition. I don't, I don't know, know, something like that. But um, yeah, it's a, it, it's just, it's a great game. I never, I never liked playing games like this before. Like, I mean, I, I played Team Fortress, but I don't even consider this on the same level as Team Fortress. This is like a whole different level. Like Team Fortress had its own tactical way of playing, depending on which op- which character operative you wanted yeah. to play as. This is like because there's no respawn like you have to think about how you're playing com- in a completely different manner yes um yeah the speed of it it's it's yeah. definitely closer to playing something like counter-strike of course but uh 
Oh, for sure. Just being round based and only getting one life. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about year four, season one. Yes, Burnt Horizon. Burnt Horizon has dropped. It came out this past Wednesday. Uh, as we are all season pass holders, we are able to play the game or play the new operatives a week before everybody else. Um, that's one of the best parts about this game is when you buy into a season pass, you don't have to. If you don't buy into a season pass, you still get all the content. Yeah, it's just released to you in a different manner. Yeah, so that you do get a, a an in game. There are a bunch of in app or in game purchases that you can make. It's all mostly cosmetic stuff, but there are you can purchase individual operators with either in game currency or paid currency. Yes, um, and that's so that's the thing is that like it, it's a respectable amount of currency. Like you have to build up for quite some time. It's like twenty two thousand five hundred renown is the currency in the game. They just adjusted all the prices though, and they're lower than that. And that's the thing. So a lot of, they've now adjusted so that the older operators well, will yeah, get the, cheaper. The new ones cost that much, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, if you play as much as we do and you like the game as much as we do, you will rack up that that currency so much faster than you think. I would you will. say even like if even if you put in just like a few hours a day for a week, you can easily afford an operator like every week. Yeah. So for they, sure. They do sell the game for 20 bucks, which is like the standard edition comes with, I think, how many? Like probably. You get the first 20. Yeah. The, so, ori- the original 20 operators you get with the standard edition of the game. Which uh, up until recently, well, last year, last year's version of the standard edition gave you those operators outright, like unlocked entirely. This year they went back to the old model where you have to pay a small amount of renown to unlock every one of them. Really? Oh, yes. I didn't realize okay. that. Yeah, because they eliminated the starter edition, right? Which also was even cheaper, but yeah, caused so they, you to have to pay more to unlock people. I think so they they, got they automatically upgraded everyone everybody to, to regular, the standard. Yeah, that's good. Good of them. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so we got a new map. Um, outback, a- outback, outback. Not Bloomin the steakhouse. Bloomin' onion. It should be. I mean, there is a restaurant in it. Pumpernickel. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Crikey. Let me look up the Outback map uh, real quick. Anyways, the uh, the map is pretty rad. It's it's very big. It's kind of mazy, like maze-like currently, just because we don't know it very well. Um, they've, they've definitely gone in a direction of making larger maps. Yes. Um, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Agreed. Uh the my favorite maps personally are the small ones. Like oh, I for like sure. the ones where you have to engage a lot and quicker. Like airplane uh, shit like that. That's more my style. I don't know if that's a uh, <coughs> if that was meant to like curb like toxicity and, and spawn peaking. Maybe is like making these maps yeah, larger I and mean, harder to get around. I think it's sense. it's supposed to help with replayability too. Is like yeah. you don't find yourself in the exact same scenario as often. Right. Yeah. There's more setups for objectives, so mm-hmm. things can play out really differently each time. I think this map, like aesthetically, it's really cool for sure. Yeah. Um, like I. I think it has potential. I don't hate it outright. Like, I really didn't enjoy Villa at first, although I've kind of warmed up to that one. Um, Tower, I still dislike. Tower, I hate. Uh, The thing about it to me, Tower's my least favorite, for sure. And I've warmed up to Skyscraper, even. But um, the, the last three, Villa and... Hereford? No, I guess it's not the last three. But Villa and... um, 
what's Nomad and Kaid's? Oh, that one, the fort or something. Fort- yeah, the fortress. 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 Yeah, Villa Fortress and Outback are all so big that I don't feel like I have played enough to really understand them on the level that I do the other maps. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to be able to give effective callouts and things like that. That right. might again, that might be another reason why they're making them so big. Is that's to, that's true. To, to sort of level the playing field in a way. Yeah, but you know, I I think it's interesting, and maybe as I play more, I'll start to understand them a little bit better. And I feel like I'm starting to get there with like Fortress, but you yeah, know, that that's a tough one. Um, the, the bigger the bigger maps are kind of uh, the new one. I noticed it has a lot of. Um, like balconies inside and stuff, which is not too common in the maps mm. that we the the old maps. Yeah, but yeah, it's it seems cool. I haven't. I I still want to play some more on it, but um, it it seems like a very interesting locale. I also noticed that you can see like there there was a car driving in the background too. Oh really? And it, yeah, so I don't know like if. I wonder if you play glass, you can snipe the driver. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, so it was like a moving background. Yeah, asset? there was a moving vehicle in the background, oh, which is not something I that I've that. seen previously. Um, so that's cool. But what do you guys think about the ops? I don't really care for Mozzie. Mozzie's ability is that he has these little uh, bugs that can attach to attacker drones, and he can take over them. Uh, I don't really care for that ability because I'm not a reconnaissance style player i am more of i i've been playing rome i've been playing a roamer more so lately uh than an anchor um so i'm not a huge fan of that particular uh ability but i do like his guns feel really nice uh especially the the super shoddy the little shoddy or whatever the hell it's called Mm -hmm. that little shotgun is perfect for you can use it both with gridlock and mozzie it's exactly what you need with the two of them like to be able to open up walls and uh, you know, open up hatches and things without needing, uh, you know, breach charges is like super, super helpful, especially for gridlock because gridlock's ability is she's got these traps that she throws down and they spread out and, uh, they're very informative <laughs> of like where people are. If they run into them, they cause damage over time. They slow people down. Could um, only destroy them with noisy things. Yeah. They're just, they're super, yeah, super effective. It's, um, it's almost like a more limited use lesion as far as utility goes. Sure. Yeah, because you um, don't get as many of them. And, yeah, lesion, like, most of the time people don't see his traps. And, obviously, gridlock, they're very obvious. Yeah, yeah but you throw them on a stairwell and yeah. people can't really see them when they go running down a stairwell too quick or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I used gridlock on the... The, the clubhouse map and breached the hatch that's right above the armory when objective was in armory and was able to uh, use the super shoddy to open up the hatch. I threw down a whole bunch of the, like all, all three traps I threw into that room. So people couldn't come in from any direction. And uh, then I threw both smokes that I had and then crawled down in there and took out the people in the objective. It was that's one of awesome. the most gratifying moments of gameplay I've ever had just because it was like, I literally used everything that she had available to her and was able to, have this like moment of of just like I was like I I'm I'm in this game like I played I literally like used everything like, yeah it was it was just cool you to are gridlock I was yeah Gladys, so, roughly Gladys the says, same size oh, Gladys says Mozzie Rome is is awesome so like I guess one of the other things that we didn't necessarily defend there's a lot of things we didn't or describe rather uh, so when you're attacking or defending you can kind of like defenders you can either have people that like anchor the objective or they they roam a little bit. 
and and I like I guess I can see Mazzy being good as Rome as roaming, but like the main thing for me with Mazzy, if I do start to use him more, which I I would like to do, like that his his gadget means you can you can steal three drones and brian kind of made the made the suggestion of like oh at least it's kind of like another mute because you can like post them up on doors or near the little hatches that yeah um drones can come in and then they will attack that drone so like for me i think it would be interesting at least to like send those out so i know i'm gonna capture drones with them then post the drones up just to give us more less obvious cameras yeah i mean you're playing as almost if you were to mix mute and valkyrie into one character you have this ability to disable a drone from the attackers but then also use its camera informatively i mean i like i really like mozzie because i think i mean i think it's a fun ability yeah but i like i think the whole stealing drones thing is gonna really mix things up as far as like on the attacker side at least you, like you're never going to know for sure where a camera is anymore well that's yeah yeah that's true that's one of the things that i was kind of like i don't know if i like mozzie because i feel like eventually we will get to a point where people are just going to be like all right i'm just going to start shooting drones that i see anywhere well i've noticed it's already made people hesitant to um even use their drones as like haphazardly as they used to yeah they're afraid to go too far into a room for fear of them getting captured and I guess yeah, that's true. Um, with like a with an attacking group that's gonna drone a lot more, it'd be cool to like when you're posting yeah. up at the end, start throwing out it, your Mozzie Mozzie bugs. As Gladish said, you can also steal Twitch drones, which yeah. would be incredibly useful. Um Yeah, and like yeah, using Ma uh, mute to slow drones down and then using Mozzie to take them is really cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think over the season, like these two new apps will definitely uh, like show their hand more. I guess. Yeah, it's it, we're still obviously a couple days in. It's pretty early on, but like they seeing, both have really good li- uh, loadouts too. Yeah, yeah, their guns are. I I feel I feel a lot better about Kaid and Nomads now that I've mm-hmm. actually played as Kaid a little bit. Like when I first <laughs> Kaid's shotgun is probably the best gun in the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> When I first played as like Maestro and Alibi, I don't like either of their guns because I'm not normally like a machine gun kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but both Mozzie and Gridlock seem like they have pretty solid assault rifles and, and things like that. Yeah, they so. have a good mix. And the fact that they have the, the regular sidearm and the mini shotgun mm-hmm. is awesome. It's, like yeah. John said, it makes it so you can breach stuff. And it's it's pretty damn effective if you're close. Yeah. It'll one shot body shot someone, I think. Yeah. If you're real close. At least knock them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, it's the uh this this was a solid update, I think. I I I'm still getting used to the fact that they made casual rounds shorter. Mm-hmm. Um they're, they're, so that's another thing we didn't really describe is that you have casual matches, you have ranked matches. The ranked matches are typically uh th- what? I think three three minutes. Three minutes long and they can last up to nine rounds, and the casual matches are used to be uh, four minutes long and would last up to five rounds. Now casual matches uh, are still five rounds max, but they've been cut to they've been cut by thirty seconds, which makes them shorter, which kind of preps you for getting into needing to move quicker once you actually transition from playing casual to going to ranked. Uh, they did introduce a like 
like a beginner ranked mode sort of which is only bomb and it's for people who are players up to level 30 i believe yeah if you are above 30 you cannot play the newcomer yeah. Yeah. Uh, playlist which is pretty pretty cool <clears throat> but yeah I, I definitely like the the change in time to the casual matches because that's we always having that four minutes of time we were taking our time too much we've, we've always been slow even when it yeah, was longer. i mean it we've run out of time a lot this week <laughs> because we're so used yeah, to for the four sure. minutes and i also think it's just in general helped us um over the past couple like months i've noticed we're we've become better at attacking but worse at defending so i think this that's something that like you know, having this change in time might be a good opportunity for us to start kind of tweaking the way we do things. Yeah. That flip too. Yeah. Cause like, especially back when we were on PlayStation, but even with the beginning yeah. of our PC playing, we were always pretty solid at defending. Yeah. But it yeah. feels like that. Well, maybe it's because you're not playing castle enough and John's not playing mute enough. Oh, it's a newcomer is good until level 50 <clears throat> and ranked starts at level 30 instead of 20. Oh, yes, okay. Which I, I feel like the the move from twenty to thirty in ranked isn't really going to make any difference. But no, not at all. I feel like like once you've played up to twenty, like you have the skills. you have enough understanding of the game. Yeah, well, but, it, but once you get to level thirty, you're even more butthurt going into ranked. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't think you're going to be any better at thirty than you were at twenty. You'll like, be more, you'll be more angry. I feel like you're not going to really understand shit until like fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know what else I wanted to talk about with this, other than we we really fucking love this game. This is the only game that we consistently play together. Yeah. Yes. And there's and never been any other game. Like I don't know that we've played anything else more than twice I, together. I think it's the only game that we've literally been able to suggest to every one of our friends, and they all get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if anybody listening wants to play it. By all means, like hit us up. Yeah, we. I mean, obviously we're on PC, so you gotta have it on PC. Oh, I'll still I'll play it on PS4 too if you want. <clears throat> yeah, and, I could too. And I I've thrown it installed. out there that I'll buy it on Xbox if people want to play on Xbox. <laughs> I don't. I love this game. It's just fun as hell to play. It is a great game. Um, I do want to throw it out there uh, and and just kind of shout out Get Flanked on YouTube. He's it's Get underscore Flanked, and he he has made some really great videos giving people tips and tricks on how to play the game. Uh, you know, different. He goes through yeah. a lot of the terminology of like roaming and anchoring and shallow roaming and deep roaming and, uh, you know, helping you figure out different objectives and sight lines and helping you with like figuring out the best point of entry for certain maps and things like that. He does a really great job. Uh, really easy to follow. Great narrative voice. Doesn't so he's like, sound like a douchebag. Yeah, he's just he's pleasant to listen to enough to where you actually want to keep watching his videos. Yeah. Um, and, and I really... I really enjoy his videos, and it made me want to get better at the game. And seek in seeking those videos out, and just watching them has made me a better player. So. Well, and he, I mean, he called out an exploit that then kind of rocked the entire meta with the cav thing. Oh, it was being used in the invitationals. Yeah, so like, like he's a really knowledgeable person when it comes to the game. And yeah, I mean, he's made us all better players just yeah. watching. Even I haven't watched that many of his videos, but every one of them I've watched has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, but I, we also, we should probably thank Gladish and you, Brian, cause without either of you, I don't think we would be playing the game. Right. Like you played it earlier on, right? Uh, no, we no, all kind of got it at the same time. Okay. I thought Glad, we should thank Gladish for telling us. And cause he, he was the one who was like, he's the, yeah, he was the one who was like, you guys are really mad at D2 right now. So you should play rainbow six instead. And so then we were just like, man, nah, fuck it. It's 15 bucks. Who cares? Yeah. And we all bought it and started playing it and loved it. So. 
I may have transitioned to PC before you guys. No, I thought for some reason I thought you. No, I might just be thinking of Zach Um, because Zach 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 did the beta, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had it and he told us about it probably a year before we actually started playing it. Yeah. Um, But Gladish was the push. Like he was the final like straw that broke the camel's back. So thank you, Gladish. Yeah. I mean, thanks to everybody we play with. I mean, it's a shitload of fun. It wouldn't be as fun, like Alex said, it wouldn't be as fun as w- if we didn't have a big group of people to play with. I'm yeah. still hoping we can get everybody on one day and do or oh, do a full, everybody. do a full. We have five more than five. we have more than ten people that play. Yeah, for sure. But oh, a five v five custom match would be should a just be my good bachelor time. party, <laughs> Rainbow Six <laughs> land a party. Rainbow Six land party. I should. Uh, I also want to mention um, anybody who does end up picking the game up and wants more support in terms of learning and playing and competing. Uh, Get Flanked does have his own Discord channel called The Hive, mm. where they set up like five v five tournaments oh, and really? stuff all the time. Um, and it's just it's just to help people get better. And it, the community on his Discord is is fantastic. All really good, friendly players. Uh, they'll play on PS4 and PC, as far as I know. I think they may have added an Xbox channel to to find groups and whatnot. But uh, they do actually have a mod run uh, tournament that they do through That's the Hive. Cool. So, uh, but yeah, we I I'm always down to play, and it's just it's such a it's it's crazy what this game has done to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I'm in the same. I, boat. I mean, I bought a new keyboard and a mouse. Like, <laughs> yeah. I bought a new monitor for this game. Like, Can you just build a whole new computer, pretty much. Pretty much, but game? not for this game necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I bought my new video card so I could play the Destiny Two demo, which is the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, but it it's uh yeah it's 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 a uh, it's a great game. And actually, if anybody wants to get into the PC uh the PC realm of it. You can build a really nice PC that can play it without a lot of money. Like yeah. It does, yeah, this like, game doesn't require much in the way of requirements. And also, if, if you are it's nervous about mouse and keyboard, like you can also play it with controller. Yeah. Like you're not necessarily going to be diamond. Yeah, one I would or say stick to in, casual and ranked. But yeah, in <laughs> in casual, I feel like uh, it's been possible for a few people we know to yeah, actually it, do pretty well. It does have full controller support. Yeah, natively, so. That's good. Yeah, so Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, we're not going to stop talking about it. No, well, keep... and especially because we've got three more seasons, or, uh, yeah, seasons to run through the first this year. year yeah. So that's exciting. The new operators that they're describing sound ridiculous. At least the new, the Dutch one that they're talking about having, like, stealth that's camouflage or whatever. Right? Uh, it came from the source who leaked the last few operators. So okay, so likely, but still very likely that sure. the, that the Danish operator that they're releasing is an attacker who is able to blend into his environment and not be seen by cameras, and he also is just totally badass. That's the cool thing too is like seeing how because they put so much thought into the operators and their skills and like whether or not they're attackers or defenders seeing them try to figure out how to like adapt those for the other side of attack of of operators is pretty interesting yeah. too cuz like this guy sounds like like a like a vigil caviar like basically like several operators on the defending side put together and then seeing how that changes everything when they attack instead of defending mm-hmm. i think is really cool it'd be fun if in the custom matches they let you just play as whoever you wanted to play as on like whatever play side. as a defender in an attacking round yeah i think that'd be sweet yeah well there's i was i had all the web pages well it's like the fandom pages for rainbow six pulled up on my ipad and i had each of the seasons and and everything pulled up to if we ever wanted to flip through that but it was showing the video from white noise that had uh mute sledge uh, uh thatcher and uh 
was smoke like it showed the four of them like attacking on plane basically yeah and i was like oh man like that would be sweet if like you could squad up as like the whole squad and then like you could attack or defend based on that like yeah i do feel like going forward there's definitely some room for them to like add new game modes like objective types and stuff yeah um if nothing else, like what you guys are talking about right now reminded me of like Overwatch's arcade mode, how they just like play with the rules of the game and they switch it up every week. Yeah. Like they have like mystery hero mode or like dupl- like they'll have a mode where everyone plays the same fucking hero <laughs> and shit like that. That could be kind of fun with this type of game. Well, and they do that sometimes a little bit in seasons or, or around holidays. Like they did like the Halloween event where they limited what yeah. operators people could pick. They also did the outbreak thing with Lion yeah. and Finca. And those are fun. Yeah. And it's fun to do. I, just, I feel like they could do that stuff more often, especially yeah. with this influx of cash they're getting from Yeah, but I, I definitely, like I don't necessarily... <laughs> I don't necessarily need more operators. Like, I feel like they're getting to a point where, like... No, no, I, I don't want more operators. Yeah. I'm just saying more, I think more, more, like, more game modes, more maps would be cool. Um, even I'd, then, I'd love there's some a kind lot of, like, of maps already. Some so. kind of VIP payload style would, I think, somehow work. I, I just don't know how exactly. Hmm. Um, but I think that would be really cool. You know, more... It, it'd be along the lines of, like, hostage where you're escorting somebody or... Yeah, they're they, an active They could player. do uh, multi-hostage. That would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. You got to clear out a whole room of hostages. <laughs> yeah. I think Counter-Strike had that where there was more than one hostage. But the game has, it's still, like, it's amazing as it is, but it still has so much potential, and that says a lot about this game. So Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and Gladys says, Ubi said the goal is to have over 100 ops. I don't need 100 ops. Wow. I have a hard enough time picking them now as there is. That and would be well, 40. Yeah. I'm really glad they changed the thing. To where like if you don't pick an op, yeah, it the just auto picks automatic like randomly for you. Random. That's that that's made the game more fun because sometimes I just don't feel like thinking about it, but I don't want to be a shitty recruit. Yeah, yeah. somebody without an, a skill. Um, but all this talk about it is making me want to play. Yep. Yeah. So we should go do that. So if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com, much like Clark. Thanks again, Clark, for that feedback. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Don't forget that you can actually subscribe using your Amazon Prime account on Twitch now. We are affiliates, and we get some money for that to help us roll, keep things rolling. So... Uh, if you have your free Amazon Prime subscription still and you haven't used it on somebody else who's more popular on Twitch, uh, feel free to throw it at us for a month. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to do some more streaming this week. I know I'm going to try to do some Tetris. I might try to do some Throwback Thursday. So it'll probably be like Tuesday night for Tetris, some type of Throwback Thursday thing, and then obviously we'll probably be playing play, uh, playing yeah. some Rainbow Six at some point for as sure. well. And the Division 2. So keep an eye out. I'll stream some of that. Keep an eye out on our um, on our Instagram or our Facebook or wherever, and, and we'll try to announce when we're going live. So yeah, thanks again, everybody, for uh, for listening and uh, watching. If you're watching, thanks, Gladys, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.
It does smell good. It's hereditary. But it probably tastes terrible. Hazelnut's amazing. I like hazelnut, but I don't like, like the, fake hazelnut. The hazelnut flavoring, and then you throw in French vanilla. vanilla almond milk. Oh. It's a life changer, man. I have, uh, I've been drinking just the unsweetened silk almond milk. I just can't drink coffee anymore. I like I well, like plain almond milk for cereal. It's yeah, that's really I, fucking yeah. good. I had to do the unsweetened because I like did the sweetened for a long time, and then I was like, "This is this you is can candy." Get, I can't get the unsweetened anymore. flavored because you can get unsweetened oh. flavored vanilla from. Uh, I didn't know that. Like Meyer makes it. Okay. Like a Meyer brand one that's and it's like three dollars cheaper than the regular shit, hmm. and it's good. And make fucking oatmeal with it. See, I think like the regular. Almond milk is has less sugar than milk does. Yeah. It doesn't no. taste sweet yeah. to me. It's well, but there's like a natural sweetness to it hmm. for some reason to me. Almonds don't but have a natural the, sweetness. But it's the it's the um they they it was just the normal silk, and now they make it unsweetened. Like years ago, hmm. I didn't I didn't know they had it unsweetened, and I ended up. Doing that with Captain Crunch for too long, and it was just uh, way just, too much I went, sugar. I literally just bought some Captain Crunch. Well, Captain yesterday. Crunch is just too much sugar anyway. No, it's not. Like it's this, it's see, the perfect amount of sugar. The reason that I don't mind the sweetened milk, too, probably is like I eat like the bland cereals. Like Captain Crunch like that'll do it. Yeah, like dude. fucking Kashi yeah, brands he puts on and some shit. fucking glasses. He's a nutrition expert now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Captain Crunch is too much sugar in it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't have too much sugar. There's no such thing as too Dude, much sugar. You know what in I cereal. found today? What? Peanut butter and honey instant oatmeal. That sounds awesome. I bought it. I'll let you know how it goes. Interesting. It's Quaker brand too. You remember it, Cocoa Wheats? Fuck yeah. yeah were those, those ever were actually good though? Yeah. They were good. Oh yeah, dude. They were just they were very easy to fuck up. You you like if you burned them, you'd you get like a gross them. skin in them. Okay. So you stove top them. Yeah. You spoon them out. You put Four tablespoons of sugar. Well, that's on a, it. See, that's the thing. Cocoa wheats themselves suck. No, but, but when you, you add four tablespoons of sugar, yeah, you, but that's what that's. It, <laughs> you can't not add sugar to that shit. Like it, other than that, it was just like eating garbage. I was like, because I was thinking about, it, I was like, I don't know that I ever liked this, but I always kept going back. to Oh, it I love cocoa I wanted wheats, but I, like it's because it. I put sugar on. Because it was an them. excuse to put. Yeah. Sugar but that's on. the thing is that was like the only thing I ever put sugar on. I'll eat Rice Krispies and like mm. Rice Checks, any other cereal, Corn Flakes, even no sugar at all. Don't really. Eat I'll eat them straight. Yeah, they're delicious that way. Is this I, part of the podcast? N- I mean, it's recording, but it's not live. This will go so. after yeah. the, the Brian's Nutrition Hour. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor, Do- Doctor D's, Doctor D's, <laughs> D's Nutrition Hour. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Where Brian right. just talks about bowel movements and cereal. Yes. <laughs> Doctor D's dietary discussion. <laughs> Dr. D's dietary discussion induced dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't drink. I have I've had maybe one pop a week for the past couple months except for the Christmas time frame where I gave up for a week or two, but like I haven't had like real pop all week and I feel like 10 pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink it too much. I, that's the thing is, I was. Drinking, I need to drink it less. I was drinking two or three pops a day, and a lot of that no, was because we had this. so much left over from the wedding, and I was like, I'm not going to waste this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to drink it all. So yeah. I did. Yeah, I, I, I can drink like four pops a day. Oh, that's easily, good. easily. Really uh, I, it's too sweet for me. I have a hard time drinking one. 
But fucking almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, almond milk has way less sugar. The problem than with well, the problem with pop is there's not enough vodka in it. <laughs> yeah. Like if I water it down, like like Red Bull is too sweet on its own. I like to drink it with vodka or Jaeger. I've actually decided that Red Bull's gross and Monster is better. So I disagree. I haven't really had much. Monster. I like the weird the, vitamin-y taste of Red Bull. The the white the white zero sugar Monster. That shit is gold. I haven't had it that one. It is so good. But it's I wouldn't like it because that means it has sugar substitutes in it, and I don't like those. <laughs> what the fuck do you think's in Red Bull? <laughs> real sugar. No, it's high fructose corn syrup. Well, that's the same. It's not. <laughs> it tastes like real sugar. It's fine. Anyways. All right, Dr. D. <laughs> <laughs> it's sugar made from corn. We're going to go On live. today's episode, we're going to talk about high fructose <laughs> corn syrup and how it's exactly like regular sugar. I don't know if I can get used like to my look. They can hear us now. Why is my They're head good, crooked? I hope so. <laughs> it's like, why is your head crooked? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. All right, shut up. Ready?